Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy, and as usual, you can always reach us at Chef Bright Comedy or Surviving Empathy Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Facebook. And as you guys know, we are trying to become a giant, good, positive resource for regular struggling folks. That could be people with mental health woes. That could be people who are struggling at the job and the job front. That could be uh, empaths and intuitives and the more sensitive bunch out there. We are trying to be a resource for all those folks. Everybody from the minor mental health woes to, uh, you know, just trying to find hope and positivity and maybe opportunities and resources uh, for those who are struggling out there, struggling to make ends meet, etc. But we are trying to make this world a better place and we cannot do it without your help. So if you can, please pitch into the cause by going over to my PayPal or Patreon at Chef Bright Comedy. And all that money stays there. It does not go into our personal life whatsoever. It stays there to help support and grow the brand and our mission. So thank you very, very much for that. And now, without further ado, I'm calling this episode 52 Pick-Me-Ups, Little Tips and Tricks for a Better, Funner, and Easier Life. My grandpa used to play a game when I was a kid called 52 Pick-Up. He'd say, hey, have you ever played 52 Pick-Up? I said no, and he'd throw all the cards on the ground and tell me to pick them up. And so that's why I called it this, but uh, I found that my list was 52 items, and so I thought, hey, that's cute, 52 pick-me-ups. And uh, this is just one big, long episode of a list that I compiled of little ways that you can make your life a little bit better, a little bit clearer, a little bit just uh, funner and more joyous. That's what it's all about, and that's what we're all about. So thank you very, very much to all of those who have contributed so far. We love you, we appreciate you, and we love you all out there. We are trying to make this a better, funner, less punitive society. That's what it's all about. So get a drink, get something to eat, and let's begin. Well, hello there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is all about... Uh, my advice for people to live a better life. Um, the thing is, is that everyone and their brother out there has advice to give. And, um, I think we as a culture get caught up in trying to live up to other people's advice versus living up to your own best advice. And as a result, attitudes out there in society, can go anywhere from, uh, you know, full tilt bonkers all the way to just, I can't take that advice because it doesn't apply to me, you know? And so I tried to de- devise a list here that uh, speaks to the heart of empaths and speaks to the heart of wounded souls and speaks to the heart of people who might be struggling at their job or maybe struggling with their happiness or struggling with their mental health a little bit. And uh, this is just kind of a list I compiled in no particular order. Uh, I tried to put it in what I thought was kind of a, um, you know, just a, a an order that felt like it flows. And so I'm going to go through this list and sort of just uh, talk about it as we go along, okay? Uh, so I have here, uh, slowly work on something a little bit every day. Success is aggregate. Uh, at the end of the day, you guys, uh, it is so easy, easy, easy to get yourself, uh, all wrapped up in your, in, in kind of you, you get paralysis 
when things don't go well, when things aren't going right, when the world is in a weird place, and if you're not sleeping right, or if you're out of balance, or you can, you're not finding your center properly, uh, it just gets exceedingly easy to get out of balance and get life paralysis. And as a result, we're too harsh on ourselves. We put ourselves down, and then we're trying to play catch up all the time. And that is really not how. Uh, we should live our life. You know, we should live to the beat of our own drum, go at the pace that's comfortable for us. And so when I say work on something a little bit every day, I mean, work on whatever it is that you need. Now, it for me, it's this podcast. It's my brand. I work on it just a little bit each day. Some days I get more done than others. Uh, so, sometimes that refers to exercise, where exercise, you I work incrementally on getting a little bit stronger, getting a little bit better at my cardio, et cetera, et cetera. And, it, and, and really, I just want you guys to focus in on your creative passions, your the things in your life you need to sort out and get better and just work on it a little bit each day uh life it just is so much easier to consume in bite-sized pieces you know because at the end of the day success is a slow process there are no instant results nobody gets there in a single day rome was not built in a day so always remember that uh, paralysis means that something in your psyche, something in your soul is holding you up, preventing you from moving forward. And uh, so you, when that happens, you're going to have to find out what that is and address it and be direct about it. And um, if you're afraid of what you're going to find in there, well, you know, that just means you're going to take a little bit more time to figure it out. Because at the end of the day, we all have fears. We all have regrets. We all have certain hangups that just prevent us from moving faster, moving forward. And so we have to really uh, address the elephant in the room, which is our psyche. What are our fears? What are the things we're most worried about? And why? what is it that's keep holding us back? What's holding us back from a better life? What's holding us back from being more productive, et cetera, et cetera. And if it's something easy like I'm just lazy. Well, that's okay. You admit that to yourself and say, Hey, I get a little lazy sometimes, but maybe it's not laziness at all. You know, maybe, uh, you're not lazy, but maybe you're self caring. Maybe you're just uh, becoming addicted to your comforts because at the end of the day, you spend a majority of your life uncomfortable. And so you grab on, you grapple onto those comforts for dear life because you're looking to find balance and comfort. So never ever allow yourself uh, to not self-care. Always self-care when you can. And so then I have here, uh, keep your thoughts on your loves, passions, and your own business as much as possible. You know, out there in social media land and out there in the workplace, it gets so easy to be a rubbernecker. We're always looking out what's going on out there. Oh, you know, and it's easy to be a gossiper. It's easy to um, always care about what's going on over there. What are the Kardashians up to? What are they doing? What are those folks doing? Let me tell you, you guys, you know, find your loves like me. I love Star Trek. I love superheroes. Um, I don't 
think about them constantly every day, but they're always there for me when I'm feeling a little bit broken, you know? And, uh, but I also have other passions as well. I have passions, uh, political passions. I have, uh, financial and career passions. I have, uh, just every kind of passion that you have, uh, make sure you're giving it a proper outlet. Allow your passions to fuel and drive you because if you don't, you're going to start having shame and guilt and regret. So just remember that passion is life. And if you're not feeling passionate, you will eventually run out of gas. So, you know, so at the end of the day, don't settle until you found your passion. Passion is life. If you're not passionate about something, don't settle. Don't settle until you find the thing that you need to make your life feel passionate. If you're not driven by some strong emotional urge, um, that's okay. You know, like if it's a part-time job or something or our job, we're not always passionate about that. You know, that's one thing. I don't expect you to be passionate about your job every day. But if you're at a point where you're just not passionate about anything because your job is killing your inner soul, it's uh, your inner desire and goals are being forfeited for the corporate agenda or forfeited for your work or your boss or something like that, uh, really ask yourself, um, you know, do I feel like I could make a change? And if so, would this make my life better? If you think you can do something better, then do it. You know, if you think this is the best it's going to get, you know, be very careful to assess that. You know, if you don't think you're going to get a better situation than that, you know, don't go burning bridges. But at the same time, also don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your own loves and joys, because at the end of the day, if you're not fueled by passion, at least in some capacity in life, you will run out of gas faster than anything. And so that leads me to have outlets, have outlets for everything. Uh, if you're if you get angry, have an outlet to get it out of somewhere, maybe kickboxing, maybe, you know, d- I don't know. It could be anything, um, but whatever you have to get out of your soul, uh, get it the hell out, get it out. Um, because we are all, uh, creatures that are absolutely, uh, bound by that visceral thing, visceral. Things have to feel visceral for humans. We're visceral people. It means that we got to feel it in our feels. We got to feel it in our soul. We got to feel it in our gut. If it doesn't feel visceral, uh, then chances are uh, it's probably not right for you. And so in your life, in all of your dealings, if something's bothering you or there's something that's not getting out, make sure you have outlets, outlets for your anger, outlets for your fears, outlets for your insecurities, um, whatever that is for you, um, you know, make it relevant to you. And then I have written here... Uh, Social media isn't real except for when it is. And what I mean by that is that, um, you know, I didn't think there was a whole lot of utility of social media until recently. I've spent the vast majority of my life seeing social media as something that just took away your joy because it just seemed to add so many more problems than it gave to your life, you know. But as I started this podcast, as I started to grow in my social media, uh, as I backed away from Facebook, 
I began to see that, you know, uh, Facebook isn't so bad. Uh, if you, uh, stick to the places that you're comfortable, go into groups that don't argue, don't go into politics on public forums. Um, social media is not real. So when other people are saying things, realize they're saying them for their own visceral need to get it out. And if it doesn't apply to you and you don't have anything positive to contribute because you don't know what they're talking about or you just can't relate or maybe you disagree, uh, choose your battles wisely. Don't, you know, if people have things to say and they got to get it out, you know, let them get it out. Even if you don't really understand what the hell they're talking about, it's that's their journey. That's their battle. Let them have that battle. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, social media can be our worst enemy and our best friend. I've heard of people committing suicide over internet bullying. I've heard of uh, people getting more and more depressed as they look out there into the world and see a life full of Kardashians and shallowness and wealthy people and institutions that they don't have and uh, meaner and meaner people, meaner, meaner and meaner, crueler and crueler politics. At the end of the day, if social media isn't serving you well, make sure that it is. And how do you do that? Well, unfriend all the motherfuckers that make you angry. If, if they're not really a friend, if they're not somebody that you like, if they're somebody that you just know over time, I can't stand this person. There's no way that I'm ever going to like this person. Get rid of them. They're dead weight for you. It doesn't mean that they're bad people or evil necessarily, but for you, they're toxic. And so get rid of those people. Get rid of all the pages that make you feel bad. Even if it's fitness pages, even if it's pages, uh, those success pages that talk all about how you got to do all these things and be so perfect. You know, if it's making you feel bad, you don't need that shit in your life. And so cut the crap out of your life and, you know, start following the pages that make you feel good about yourself. Me and Rebecca, we love Halloween pages. We love spooky pages. We love pages that have kittens and elephants and animals and baby animals. Oh, God, you know, I can go for days on that. And it's a much more positive thing. And, uh, you know, it's like my, I have a friend named James. And uh, every day, all day, every day, he has not said anything on Facebook except for something about that game Wordle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at first I was like, God, quit, quit. Quit beating a dead horse there, James, you know, but I know why he's doing it now. He's doing it to show, hey, we don't have to get caught up in all of our problems. Hey, we don't have to say a bunch of hateful nonsense. Hey, you know what? I got nothing nice to say right now, so I'm just going to talk about Wordle, the thing that keeps me sane right now. And so at the end of the day, I accepted it because I know that he's doing it to show a greater wisdom that if you don't have something nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Or if you need to get something out, that's okay too. But at the end of the day, if social media isn't serving your interests, make sure to form fit it to where it does. Make sure that you're closer to the friends that you like, that you're further away from the ones you don't. And if certain things are making you feel bad, get away from it. Now, 
If you're the kind of person that needs that boost, that needs that kind of kick in the pants to get moving, you need to get motivated, and there's motivational pages that help you, hey, that's terrific. But if it's the wrong kind of motivation because it maybe is uh, espousing wealth agendas, espousing that you have to do all these things, remember, that's their attitude. That's not your attitude. You don't have to live to the beat of their drum. Live to the beat of your own drum, and don't worry about all that because half those motherfuckers aren't rich anyways. They're just pretending. And so the better you can make social media feel real for you, the better it's going to get uh, because you are, you know, like Rebecca, you know, she's she's made all these friends on these groups and some of them have been uh, really instrumental in her mental health and her uh, support, her emotional support because they they complement each other, they help each other, and that's great. You know, and occasionally there's been a few falling outs here and there, but you know what? That's just life. In life, you're going to get a handful of people, and in in every group there's going to be a handful of troublemakers, and that's just how it goes. And so at the end of the day, if you're there's a handful of people that just aren't good for your soul right now, get them the hell out of there. You don't owe them anything, you know? Bye. <laughs> okay, and so... Then I have written here, be above the influence of others. You know, be above the influence. People and their influences. People just want to talk all day long about how great they are, how smart they are, and uh, uh, they're always quick to give advice. You know what? Uh, if the advice works for you, hey, terrific. You know, but at the end of the day, be above the influence. You don't have to live uh, your life based on what others want for you. You don't have to... Live your life based on how, what for on what works for others. Live uh, uh, your life simply and cleanly, and uh, don't get bogged down in the weeds of other people. Other people just constantly blah blah blah. Always got something to say, and you know I share things on Facebook all the time, and all the time people are trying to give me advice, and I just. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, because at the end of the day, I know they mean well. And so eh, I just ignore it. But at the end of the day, uh, just be above the influence. Don't have people talking you into doing things you don't want to do. Don't have people uh, having you fall for attitudes. You think you got to get meaner and tougher. You got to get cruel. You got to get whatever. You got to become a badass motherfucker or something like that. Like if you want to do that for you, terrific. But don't fall for all those schemes out there. 99% of the time when people are giving advice, they're giving it to themselves because they're the ones that need the boost. They're the ones that need the reassurance. It's not for you. It's for them. Okay. And so with social media, of course, that comes to my next point. Friends and family are important, but set up proper boundaries. And all that means is, is you know, if you've got family members on your social media and you're going through some tough stuff and you don't want those people to know, um, make sure they don't know. You know, uh, Aunt Mabel does not need to know about your sex and relationship problems. Um, <laughs> your mom does not need to know about some of your uh, innermost thoughts. You know, um, at the end of the day, if you can trust those people, great. You know, maybe Aunt Mabel is a really uh, cool, hip chick. Maybe your mom uh, gets it, you know. But if you have people in your life that just don't get you, don't get it, don't worry about them. Um, you know, set up the proper boundaries. And that, you know, that goes for social media. That goes for real life friends. 
friends who call too much, friends that uh, just are constantly, constantly clinging to you. And maybe you don't feel as strongly about them as they feel about you, but you still like them. You know, set up boundaries. I've got friends that I talk to all the time, and I got friends that I talk to sometimes. And it's not because I don't like them. It's just that I don't, I only have so much to say. So, and I'm not a small talker. So at the end of the day, I set up boundaries with everybody. And uh, as a result, my life has more balance. So uh, then I got here, uh, enjoy your little triumphs. Put behind life's little failures behind you. Um, at the end of the day, celebrate your triumphs. Even if they're, you know, you, you lost a couple pounds, great. You know, you're eating a little better, perfect. Uh, really celebrate those because those little triumphs are the little incremental steps it requires to do big things over time. Life is not about big steps and big chunks. Life is about baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And so uh, celebrate your triumphs where you can. And uh, when you have those little failures, learn from those failures. What did you do wrong? How did you fail? What did it, what did it do to you emotionally? Can you prepare for that next time? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, failures, like I say, failure is nothing but success practice. Allow yourself to fail and don't get embarrassed by it. Failure is always an option and sometimes it's absolutely necessary in growth and learning. And so allow yourself to fail, accept your failures, but learn from those, those failures. Make sure that your failures serve a point, serve a purpose in your life and try not to repeat those failures if you can. At the end of the day, if you're not learning from your mistakes, then you're, you're always going to repeat those mistakes. So at the end of the day, failure is good, but make sure at the end of the day, we're learning from that, you know? And so that has, uh, has me to my next point. Learn from your mistakes and be teachable. At the end of the day, there are just some people that just think they know everything. I, and listen, we all have an expertise in something. And that's a good thing, you know? So allow people to be smart where they're smart. Allow people to be dumb where they're dumb. Uh, at the end of the day, though, um, you want to be teachable. If you think you know everything, how on earth are you ever going to get better? If you think you already have ascended to the highest level, how on earth are you ever going to improve? I've had a handful of friends and family members in the past who think they know everything. They think their shit doesn't stink. They, 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 they're insecure about because they're not dumb, but they're insecure about being smart. They, they, they're always having to show everybody, no, no, I'm smart. No, no, I, you know, they're afraid to say, oh, I don't know something or, oh, uh, I have yet to uh, learn about that. I, I still need improvement. Some people just cannot admit. It's like Donald Trump cannot admit that he doesn't know something or cannot admit when he makes a mistake. And, uh, it's pathological. And it's narcissistic and it really does impede one's own progress when you refuse to admit your faults, to admit your mistakes. Because at the end of the day, you guys, people who can't admit when they're wrong, people who can't admit that they didn't know something very rarely grow. And so if you want to continue to get better and better and better, you have to be teachable. You have to allow yourself to 
to to learn from others, even those who you think are you're smarter than. You would be surprised that everybody knows something. And at the end of the day, when we uh, uh, humble ourselves and we allow ourselves to make mistakes and we allow ourselves to not know certain things, we allow ourselves to be teachable. And as such, we allow people in our life to be our teachers. Sometimes you're their teacher, sometimes you're their teacher. And at the end of the day, that is the way we want to live our life, where we get better because we accept that we don't know everything, you know? And uh, this is a big one. Uh, at the end of the day, you guys, um, shut down your inner demons. Your exact, I have written here, your anxieties and fears are like nightmares. They feel very real in the moment, but they're just a dream. Bad thoughts, worries, mental demons are a byproduct of worry, shame, guilt, fear, but not reality. And so there might be times in your life where you have a bad dream or you're having all these anxieties or you're having all these panic attacks or all these scary impending thoughts are coming into play. Every time you have a, a heart twitch, you think you're having a heart attack or every time something happens... Uh, you assume that you're, you know, you're in for it. You're, you're down for the count, you know. When people are in a place of worry and peril, uh, they have a tendency to overreact to all of life. They overreact to their body. They overreact to stress. They overreact to stimuli. And so we really have to learn as people how to, uh, simply uh, acknowledge that uh, bad dreams, impending thoughts, our inner demons, all that turmoil, our worries about death, our worries about uh, you know failure, etc. Those are just byproducts of stress. So don't be ruled by them. You know, lately because of my fibromyalgia, um, I haven't been sleeping terribly great. After a few hours. I can't get to sleep sometimes. I'm like, God, what is going on? And and then if I start to worry about it, I'm like, God, I'm never going to sleep again, you know, and I freak out about it. And so for me, my insomnia has become this point of contention for me where I'm afraid that I'm just never going to get adequate sleep and then I freak out about it. Um, but the thing is, you guys, is that when your body's tired enough and when your conscious is clear, you will get sleep. You will get restorative sleep. Not everybody requires 8, 9, 10, 11 hours of sleep. And as we get older, your body is going to have more difficulties sleeping than before. There was a time in my life I could sleep easily 9, 10, 11 hours uh, because that was the time, you know, but between your teen years and your uh, mid twenties, uh, your body is going through a lot of growth and a lot of changes. Your, your physicality, uh, you're very active in those years. And so, of course, you require nine to 11 hours of sleep. But as your body gets older, um, not only do our brains get change over time, not only do our worries get bigger, not only do we become, uh, just, st- we're starting the process of aging. And as we get older, our bodies naturally change. And so don't fear change in yourself. Don't fear the change that, you know, that your body's getting different. Um, that is just what happens as we get older. Our biological changes, changes our moods, changes our attitudes, changes our, our biology and changes our sleep patterns. And so kind of 
try to go with the flow and realize that if you're not sleeping exactly right, um, there might be some underlying torment there. There might be some underlying worry there. You can't relax your mind. You can't get your mind straight. Or perhaps you're the kind of people, person like me. I used to be like, I'd be uh, tired all day and then my mind would get very active at night. And that's usually a byproduct of you're not getting enough physical exertion. And so at the end of the day, perhaps you need to go for a, you know, a really long, you know, a tiring walk or uh, some, some, some kind of, uh, cardio or some kind of weight training or some push-ups, anything to get your body moving, uh, you might just need that in your life for that little extra push. And then once your body is totally exerted and tired, uh, generally that usually stops those, those, those uh, thoughts and all those impending thoughts and that racing mind that you get uh, at night when you can't seem to relax and sit still. Uh, that's what I do is uh, I, I just make sure that I, I'm, regularly exerting myself physically so that my mind doesn't race at night. And that works for me and it might work for you. You know, I used to worry about insomnia at first when it started happening. I was like, ah, what's going on? I don't have any worries. Nothing's going on. And yet I couldn't sleep. Sometimes it took me several hours to fall asleep. And other times uh, I couldn't sleep till morning break. You know, and, uh, and I started to go, God, what's going on? But at the end of the day, the less I start, the less I worried about it, the more I just kind of realized, you know, <laughs> I'm just getting older. Fibromyalgia is kicking my butt and that's that. And so if you need to nap from time to time, do it. And, um, just realize though that the more you worry about something that, you have no control over the more it rules you. And, uh, you know, the less I worry about it, the more restorative sleep I get. And I don't get those eight hours all the time now, but I might get good, you know, half sleep for four hours and then get good four, three hours of regular restorative sleep in the morning and then uh, realize, well, that's what my body wanted. So, you know, it is what it is. Say la vie, you know? Because at the end of the day, we can't change it, and so we should not uh, let our lives be consumed by that which we cannot change. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is all those those impending thoughts, all those worries, all those mental demons, mental snags, whatever you want to call them. Those are our inner tormentor. Those are those inner demons. Our inner tormentor uh, is is the the thinking thinking that always. You know, that's the negative self-talk. That's the mind racing. That is the, the worries of death. That's the worries of all of our mortal fears and all the little things that make us anxious in life. And at the end of the day, we have to relax that part of us and say, you know what? It ain't all that. Life ain't all that. You're, you're making a big mess out of nothing, you know? And so if you can shut down and quiet those inner demons, and allow yourself to breathe, allow yourself to relax, and realize that uh, there's a reason in life for everything. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And so if your mind is racing, it might mean you're not getting enough physical exercise. Or maybe you're getting too much sugar at night. Or maybe there's too much caffeine in your life or whatever. The point is, is that um, don't worry about it. Take the steps and actions to do something about it, and you'll feel better right away. And once you calm your inner angst, you're going to get to a point where you feel happier, and you're going to have more control, and you're going to become more calm. 
Because at the end of the day, we all feel like that sometimes. There's, God, there's times where I'm just like, oh, this is the big one, Elizabeth. I know I'm having a heart attack and all it is is gas or all it is is, you know, I'm having a shoulder pain or something like that, you know. So um, try not to freak out every time uh, little things in your life happen. Um, it's easy to make a mountain out of a molehill, especially if you're already upset, especially if you're already anxious, or especially if you're going through a particularly hard time in your life. Uh, breathe, relax, and realize that this is not your time to die yet. So relax, you're fine. <laughs> And when you put in the exercise, when you put in the work to your cardio or something like that, um, you're going to realize that uh, the work you're putting into it gives you peace of mind on the other end. So that when you do have those weird internal worries, um, you're not going to worry as much. Like me as a runner, I run, what, 15 to 20 miles a week? And so when I feel like I'm having chest pain, I'm like, oh, Brian, it's not chest pain, you know, and I'm I'm easily able to talk myself out of those worries because at the end of the day, I'm I've prepared. I've, I've put the work in and I know there's no way I'm having a heart attack. There's no way I eat. OK, I eat moderation. Do I eat perfect? No, I just had corn dogs for lunch today. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's about um, sometimes you need to allow your uh, inner child uh, in. Uh, and uh, sometimes we 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 um, we sacrifice uh, uh, health for uh, mental health, you know. And and within reason, that's okay. And so I had a corn dogs, but you know what? I ran yesterday, and I feel good about it. So <laughs> so it's all good. And so with that goes moderation, exercise. That's that that's with exercise, with food, with libations. Um, if there's something out of balance in your life, you must identify it, you guys. So make sure that you're identifying what's going on in your life. Are you getting too much sugar? Are you drinking too much alcohol? Are you taking too much medication? Whatever the case might be, remember that life swings out of balance fastest when our life isn't in balance. And usually that's because we're not eating right or we're not sleeping right, or we're not exercising right, or we're, we're taking too much of something. Perhaps we're drinking too many beers at night or whatever the case might be for you. Now, I'm not a big drinker, uh, but I do smoke pot a little bit at night, and occasionally I'll have a beer once in a while. But at the end of the day, uh, when I feel like my life is losing balance, that's when I realize, okay, you know, there, there's nothing to freak out about here. Let's just put it back in balance. And so you make better choices for tomorrow. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's what life is all about, really, is that we worry less when we prepare. When we prepare for things, we're less likely to freak out when things go wrong. So just train your mind, train your body, and uh, put in the hard work when you can. Uh, and like I said, when those impending thoughts of doom come into play, you're, you're, you, you put in the hard work and you realize, no, there's no way. I'm healthy. It's fine. And uh, nine times out of ten, you're right. Because, look, we're still here, you know? So we have to stop, you know, because that happens to overthinkers and overworriers. People who have panic disorder, people who have anxiety uh, tend to uh, freak out about uh, all these little fluxes in life. And you have to allow for those little fluxes to happen. Life is a constant state of change, a constant state of flux. So we have to learn to roll with the punches with that, okay? And so, of course, that goes into balance. Push when you need to push. Rest when you need to rest and help where you can. And so at the end of the day, you know, I've, I've talked to you guys about 
uh, being more civic minded, being more of an activist. We don't get anywhere in life if we don't uh, put in on our systemic needs. If we care about things, we should vote for the people we think are going to help us. We should be activists where we can be activists. We should pay a little bit of attention and money to those people and things that we feel like are doing good work. But at the end of the day, when you're tired, when you're wiped out, unplug, take a day off, recuperate, rest. Uh, at the end of the day, we don't have to be plugged into the politics machine 24 hours a day, seven days a week. At the end of the day, we don't have to constantly worry about Trump anymore. We don't have to constantly worry about all the world's problems anymore. And if you're uptight and worried about life and what's going on out there, hey, join the club, aren't we all? I worry about uh, Putin. I think he's a psycho, um, but uh, we're still here. He clearly has not nuked the world yet, and uh, chances are he won't. And uh, realize that there are uh, very well-trained, well-paid people who worry about these things for a living for us. So at the end of the day, don't worry about those things. I assure you that everything's going to be all right. But whenever we're out of balance, uh, just take a step back, breathe, count to 10, and ask yourself what you think might be out of balance. You know, if you're having anxiety, maybe you lack sleep, maybe you're over-caffeinated. But at the end of the day, whatever you, you need in your life, we have to be very mindful. Mindfulness is important. Daily, daily mindfulness. Be mindful of what your body is going through and why. Um, when you understand your, mo- your body, when you understand uh, your uh your impulses to worry, etc. Uh, you're more able to predict uh, what's going on there, and you're more able to set them those things at ease. You put them to bed, and at the end of the day, worrying f- for the sake of worrying doesn't do anything. That's nothing but burning up your engine. All you're doing is burning up calories, burning up energy, and burning up your mind, burning up your soul. So at the end of the day, don't let those things take over your life. Control them and breathe, and relax, and understand that, you know, when things get out of balance, figure out what it is, put it back in balance. It's as simple as that. I know it doesn't always seem easy, but in the moment especially, but it really is a a matter of taking agency over your mind, taking agency over your life, and simply snapping out of it, realizing, I know it, I know how to fix this, I know how to put this in balance, and then do it. And so, like I said, I try to put this list in some kind of working order. And so I have here now, uh, low and slow wins the race. Nothing needs to be herky-jerky. So now that I'm approaching 50, I'm not there yet, but I'm 48 years old. I just had a birthday the other day. And uh, it is it gets exceedingly easy as a former soldier, as a veteran, as a, a former uh, weightlifting junkie, as a gym rat, if you will, Uh, to think that I got to lift weights like I did back when I was 25. And at the end of the day, I can't lift the way I used to lift. I've had shoulder surgeries. uh, I've got uh, fibromyalgia and a chronic pain condition now. And so at the end of the day, I don't compare myself to who I was at 25. Uh, And so low and slow wins the race. Nothing herky-jerky. Exercise mindfully. Low and slow breathe. Think of exercise as meditation. Don't think you have to run around like a crazy person to get exercise. If you want to do those 
fast things, those herky-jerky movements in order to learn uh, agility or speed or stamina. Uh, you know, that's what HIT training is for. That's what uh, con- uh, conditioning is for. There are programs uh, made to keep you off balance so that you get stronger and better. But if you're the kind of person that's just looking to get a little stronger, get a little bit better cardio, don't think you have to kill yourself to do it. Realize low, slow movements, mindful movements. Think of it as exercise, uh, excuse me, think of it as meditation in motion. Exercise is meditation in motion. Do it slowly. Breathe, relax, hang out with yourself, listen to music, listen to a podcast, listen to my podcast. (laughs) At the end of the day, take joy in the things you're doing. Take joy in the process. Take joy in the journey. And I swear to God, you will see improvement and you will get there. But don't think you have to lift weights like everyone else. Don't think you have to run like everyone else. Don't think you have to do anything the way others do it. That is what works for them. And maybe it's working for them or maybe it isn't. I know people who think they're, oh, you know, there was, there used to be a runner and I forget his name now, but it was back in the past and he was this, uh, running workout mogul and he was one of the first big, you know, workout guys and he used to run many, many miles every, every day. And, you know, he, I'm sure he had legions of adoring fans and, uh, he was just one of those people. He was just so high fitness and so high strung, so high energy. He was just one of those people that nobody could touch with a 10 foot pole because he was just operating at an entirely different level. And there are people that you're going to see that just have the whatever, the the stamina or the energy or something, and they can work out and they can do things that we can't. Uh, and so, uh, but to finish my story, uh, one day he just dropped dead. He had a fucking heart attack on a run. And so at the end of the day, uh, even though he probably set into the minds and hearts of many people that he was this ultra elite fitness runner, he was this mega athlete, uh, he had adoring fans, um, at the end of the day, he died because he overexerted himself. And so I'm not saying uh, uh, don't exert yourself, exert yourself properly. But at the end of the day, um, don't compare your fitness or your goals to other people's goals. At the end of the day, it might seem like it's working for them, but we don't yet know. At the end of the day, it might seem like they're better than you. It might seem like they're more fit than you. It might seem like they're more successful than you, but you time has a way of changing things. Life has a way of being the great equalizer in life. And so uh, I really do think that low and slow wins the race. Do not compare yourself to others. It is not worth it because at the end of the day, you don't know where their life is meant to go. Maybe their life is slowly getting down. Maybe they peaked in high school and they're slowly going down and they look great and they sound great. But at the end of the day, maybe that's their lesson. Their lesson is to learn how to slow it down. Your lesson perhaps is to learn how to get more motivated. But at the end of the day, everybody's learning a different lesson in life. And so don't compare Don't contrast. Just live to the beat of your own drum, like I said. So what I have here now is uh, keep an open mind on what you think you know, who you think people are. Be cautiously optimistic. In other words, um, it's exceedingly easy nowadays to uh, think that you have people figured out, to think you have the world figured out. I mean, 
Do I feel like I have the world figured out fairly good? Yes. Do I feel like the world is getting a little bit harder to navigate, getting a little bit crazier, getting a little bit more uh, dysfunctional? Sure, absolutely. But if I were to allow that to inform me of everything in life, I may not put in the effort to try anything at all. I know many people in the past, um, you know, I have a family member, uh, my uncle, he's, he's one of those guys that he thinks he knows everything and he's afraid and ashamed to admit when he needs to learn and grow. And he's the one, he's the kind of person that, you know, he, he had a string of bad luck in his thirties. He was working and then he lost his job. And then ever since he was 40, he just kind of fell out of the career field. He just fell out of it. Um, and, and while there is plenty of blame to be blamed on society, on bad jobs, on the corporate agenda, um, it's not easy out there, you guys. Um, so. Yes, when I talk about the world turning into a shit show, yes, it is. Um, but if I was to allow that to inform me on everything, my attitudes about life, my attitudes about trying, my attitudes on giving it my all, um, I would uh, close a bunch of doors uh, before I even had a chance to see uh, what was behind that door. And so at the end of the day, um, I really believe uh, we have, we, we, we think we know what the world is. We think we know people. We think we know what's going on. And our attitudes are developed through uh, fear, uh, through disappointment, through heartache. And so we tend to close doors. We tend to close off opportunities. We tend to close ourselves off from certain types of people when we get a bad feeling or vibe from them. And while that is usually a good thing, uh, every once in a while, though, what we do is we allow those attitudes to shape our sense of joy, our sense of wonder, and uh, our sense of trying. We just stop trying. Um, and, and while, you know, it's like at my age, you know, there's a very common popular meme out there that says, you know, as you get older, you become more permanently unimpressed by things. And so you close doors intentionally and keep them closed. And so I think that's a good thing when you know there's certain things out there that you're just never going to like, just certain behaviors, certain attitudes, certain types of jobs, etc., certain types of people that you just know you're never going to like. And so it's okay as we get older, as we get wiser to say, eh, that's not for me. Um, I'm not talking about that. I mean, uh, you know, that's a good thing, you know, to know when not to bark up the wrong tree, you know. But if I were to allow my past to uh, inform my future, I would think, well, I've had nothing but bad jobs. I've had nothing but bad employers. I've only met bad, petty people. I've had too many falling outs, too many bad hardships, too, too much hate, too much anger. You know, yes, the, all those things are true. But if I were to allow that to stain my attitude permanently, what that's going to do is keep me from uh, understanding that life is kind of like a give and take. 
life, when we're open to things, when we're open to new possibilities, has a tendency to present opportunities to people who are willing to look, who are willing to try, who are willing to care. And so, yes, we should protect ourselves from dangers, protect ourselves from toxicities. Uh, I do believe that uh, we have to keep our mind and our attitude optimistic and uh, positive and vigilant of the you know the 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 wonders that could come the the possibility that life can be fruitful is it always fruitful no very rarely but if we close our mind and close our attitude up entirely we're not going to be in a receptive frame of mind to receive so keep your mind open to the possibility of things that's all i'm saying at the end of the day humaning and peopling is hard and so i have written here avoid pettiness and conflict. It's better to be happy than to be right. Like I said, you guys, we live in a culture where everybody thinks they know everything. Everybody wants to be right. And while um, there is a certain satisfaction in being right from time to time, uh, there's nothing wrong with that occasionally in the right circumstances. But at the end of the day, avoid pettiness, avoid conflict with people, avoid toxicity, Avoid uh, all those things that you have better time. You have time for more and greater things. So don't sink down to their level. Don't sink down to pettiness and gossip. Don't sink down to uh, hateful and spiteful attitudes. Nine-tenths of the people in this world are fucking crazy, and uh, they're petty, they're mean, they're uh, insecure, and they're hateful as fuck. And uh, that doesn't matter whether you're right-wing, left-wing, or no-wing at all. Uh, we're getting so spiteful in this world and that spitefulness can turn into bad attitudes and those bad attitudes can uh, inform our senses uh, of uh, abundance or lacking of abundance in our life. And so if you have relationships with people that you care about these people, but you're always arguing and bickering, maybe they're arrogant. Maybe they think they know everything. Just let them be right. Fuck it. <laughs> At the end of the day, your happiness is bet- is more important than being right. And of course, that goes into forgive quickly. Forgive people quickly. There's you there you you know, I'm the kind of person where do I get upset a lot? Sure, in the moment, maybe a split second, but I forgive quickly. I I don't think and dwell on my problems. I don't think and dwell about the people who have hurt me. Um, and so if you're upset with someone, just forgive quickly. Get it over with. Don't allow those things to take over your mind. Don't let those things live rent-free in your head, you know? And that kind of goes into settle all relationship problems. Don't go to bed angry at someone. Um, I hate going to bed angry when Rebecca and I we don't we don't argue a lot, but when we do, uh, she will storm out of the bedroom and she'll go sleep out in the living room. And um, yeah, that's too much too much information. But yeah, it happens to all of us, not often, but every once in a while, you know. But I hate that. I just cannot stand because we have different philosophies. She would rather separate and sleep it off and then come back in the morning when we're cooled off. And I think that's a smart thing too, but I just cannot go to bed angry. I don't like going to bed with um, loose ends. And so at the end of the day, she'll go out there and I'll walk out a few minutes later and I'll, I'm sorry, this is why I said it. And this is what, you know, and so at the end of the day, be 
kind, be forgiving, forgive people quickly, and settle all of your relationship problems. And um, you'll, you're going to live an easier life, a better life when you don't allow yourself to get caught up in everybody else's problems, everybody else's petty insecurities and petty angers and frustrations. At the end of the day, they're going through something different than you. And if you're above all that, you don't have to live in it. So don't worry about it. And if you can, you know, Kill them with kindness. Don't worry about it. You know, that's their life. You live your life. Stay in your own lane, you know? And so, um, when we mess up, when we do things wrong, or when we're put in socially awkward positions, oftentimes we apologize. Sometimes we apologize because we're nervous. Sometimes we apologize because we feel bad. Sometimes we just apologize, uh, because we mean it, you know, and that's okay. And so I have written here, only apologize when you fucking mean it. Only apologize when you mean it, you guys, because uh, you guys might be uh, kind of like me, a fan of NCIS, the old TV show that's been on about a, 20 years now. And if you guys are aware of that show, there's a character named Agent Gibbs, uh, played by Mark Harmon. And uh, he has a, a very famous uh, saying or motto that is, never apologize. Now, I won't go so far as to say never apologize, but you kind of have to know when to apologize because when you apologize too abundantly, it puts you in a place of inferiority. It puts you in a place of weakness. And that's sort of his point is never apologize because as soon as you do, you lose the argument and they win and then they feel superior and then you give them the upper hand. So, I've amended that to say, um, don't apologize as much as you think you need to. Only apologize when you really, really mean it. Because at the end of the day, if you're reeling from something you said to someone that hurt them, apologize. If you uh, fucked someone over and you were just mad in the moment and you didn't mean it, apologize. If if there's some thing you got going on between you and a family member and uh maybe you're arguing maybe you're just having uh, personality differences or whatever and you literally do feel bad about it then sure apologize but if you feel like an apology isn't necessary if you think the apology is going to give them the upper hand and you don't really mean it don't do it because once you put yourself in that position i've done that before you'll apologize and then it, it shifts the burden. It shifts the burden onto you. Now they think they're in a position to be the power player. They're the now the superior one. They're the one that's right. And uh, oftentimes what that does, if you're not truly sorry, is then you rescind that apology and then you say, fuck you. I wasn't sorry at all. And then that makes you look like an asshole. So at the end of the day, only say sorry when you really, really fucking mean it, you know? And apologize, especially when you know you're in the wrong. If you know you're in the wrong, apologize. There, There is no shame in apologizing, especially if you know you fucked up. But save it for when it means something. Save it for those that matter, you know? And so with that, I have here, speak softly and clearly. Um, I'm on this podcast. I get all riled up. I get all excitable like Jojo the Circus Boy. Uh, and so um, I don't talk like this in my regular life, you guys. I just get very passionate about certain subjects. And so I talk a certain way here. And plus, I'm trying to be a, a positive force. I'm trying to be a motivator. Um, in my regular life, I talk much quieter, much more softly. 
I'm much more soft-spoken, and occasionally I'll show that here, um, but that's usually in times where I'm feeling remorseful or very conscious-laden, where I have to slow it down, low and slow, you know, because um, when we speak softly, um, because when you speak a certain way, uh, you might look angry when you're not. You might look riled up or excitable when you're not. Um, I'm just passionate. So when I'm passionate, I, I talk passionately. Um, but I assure you that um, I am not angry. I'm just passionate. And I speak softly and clearly when I can because um, it gives off a vibe of, of, of wisdom, of comfort and ease. And uh, it will improve the quality of your life in relationships, I assure you, because people are going to see you as a person who is solid, who is a person who's calm, as a person who doesn't overreact. And people trust people like that more. So speak clearly and softly. And when I say speak clearly, I mean, I'm not just talking about enunciating correctly, although that is a part of it. Uh, it also means say what you mean and mean what you say. At the end of the day, be direct. Be direct with people, you know? There's no harm in that. Um, sometimes we avoid speaking directly with people for fear of, ha uh, of saying something we don't mean to say, or maybe it's just too complex and we don't want to get into the weeds with that. Um, but I assure you, when we're direct with people, you could say things like, well, I don't want to embarrass you, but blah, blah, blah. Or uh, I need to tell you this because I feel like if I don't tell you this, I'm going to feel bad. So if you have to be direct with people, I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with the preamble just to warn them, hey, this is why I'm telling you this, okay? <laughs> and of course, no podcast of mine would be uh, complete without a Chris Cornell lyric, uh, be yourself. Be yourself is all that you can do. Like I said, you guys, be you. Um, I, tr you know, when I was younger, I used to get so uh, insecure at my looks, insecure about all these little things. You know, I was insecure for a time about my nose because um, I had a broad nose. And uh, my grandpa, jokingly, of course, would call me little monkey boy, you know, or monkey. He's like, hey, it's you, because we would see commercials of the zoo and stuff. And he, hey, it's you. And so as a result, I started getting insecure. Um, he didn't mean anything by it. That was just his, his way of telling you he loved you. <laughs> but um, if, when my grandpa was poking you and prodding you and ribbing you, it, it that was done out of love. If he didn't like you, he wouldn't touch, talk to you at all. So you take it as a compliment and take the compliment, you know. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, be yourself. And I mean, I mean by that, uh, just allow yourself to be different. You know, we're all, when we're young, we spend so much time trying to be like others that we get to a point where it's, not only is it not possible, but why would we want everybody to be the same? Why would we want everybody to be exactly alike? So at the end of the day, enjoy our differences. You know, like, you know, that's the beauty of life. Variety is the spice of life, you guys. And so we should appreciate our differences. I love talking to people of different backgrounds than me. I love talking to people of different races and creeds. And so, you know, I, I went on a big tear on my last episode about religion and I had to make clear that 
no, I don't hate religion and I don't hate religious people. I just think it's a little bit, I don't know, overblown sometimes in our society. But that's my opinion. If you're a Christian and you're getting something good from it, good, 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 good for you. You should do you, do you the way you want to. And so I have nothing against people who are different from me. Variety is the spice of life and we should embrace that. Uh, there is nothing worse in life than uh, racism, misogyny, and xenophobia, and intolerance. You know, at the end of the day, liberals, the progressive wing, are always talking about how woke they are, how sophisticated they are, how open-minded we should be, how accepting we should be of others, all the while being very excruciatingly intolerant of the right. (laughs) Now, do I have my problems with the right sometimes? Sure. But I don't have a problem with the people. I have a problem with some of the behaviors, and I have a problem with some of the mentalities, the attitudes, because they're unsustainable, they're hateful, and they will only cause problems, chaos, turbulence in our society. And so I'm not, I like conservative people, especially the ones that aren't angry all the time. I love conservatives when they're just doing their thing. Uh, we should accept those differences. Now, that doesn't mean we can't debate the issues and have a hearty debate. Uh, if you know someone well enough to have a hearty debate, then, uh, and, and it doesn't cause uh, chaotic problems and arguments and trouble, uh, go for it. But uh, if you don't know someone well enough, you might want to reserve judgment on that. And you might not want to bring those subjects up. But at the end of the day, uh, variety is beautiful, you guys. So we should appreciate our black brothers and sisters, our brown brothers and sisters, our Asians. Uh, God, I I think it's fascinating that we live on a planet full of variety. Uh, you know, as a chef, I love the variety of fruits and vegetables. I love variety. Variety is great. Um, they say they say that the best uh, diet is a variety of foods. In other words, uh, you know, you eat a little bit of nuts and fruits. You eat a little bit of meats. You eat a little bit of carbs. You eat a little bit of vegetables. At the end of the day, we biologically are hominids. We're omnivores. We have incisors. We have flat teeth in the back and sharp teeth up front. And what that tells us is that we're omnivorous. That means we, our body wants a variety of foods, not all of one thing, but a little bit of everything. And 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 that should be our attitude about life. Uh, variety is the spice of life. And so switch it up, you know, uh, get out of, if you don't have enough black friends, damn it, make some black friends if you can. I mean, you, you know, can't always do that. But my point is, is that appreciate other cultures, appreciate people that are different from you, because at the end of the day, why would you, why would we all want to be the same? We all want to be automatons. We all want to look exactly alike. No way. You know, and I'll, I'm going to tell a quick story here because I think it's a perfect time to. <laughs> when I was a younger man, I was in, um, I took a speech class in, uh, in summer school. And, uh, you know, I've told you guys about my upbringing that when I was a small boy, I was uh, babysat by a, a African American family, and uh, as a result of that, I spent an exorbitant amount of time around only this family. Uh, and this was before kindergarten, 
So I was very young and um, I was, you know, uh, three, four, five years old. And so I spend all this time with this African-American family, uh, mostly uh, the, the mom and then the two siblings, the two sisters, and uh, because the dad, you know, was out at work most of the day. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, at a very young age, I uh, learned to accept that people look different. You know, I got very, very accustomed to having African Americans in my life. And I got to meet Aretha Franklin on my fifth birthday. I think some of y'all remember that story I told once upon a time back in season two, I think it was. So getting back to the story is I was in summer school and man, I fucked up. I, I admit it, you know, live and learn. But, uh, I, this, this beautiful black woman sat in front of me in this speech class and um i loved her hair she had gorgeous beautiful hair and uh you know i was this way with white women too if i really liked something about someone i complimented them and it was a time in my life where i was much younger uh you know i was out partying a lot you know i was a very impulsive fun loving guy no hate in my heart you know uh very innocent and um and uh, I, I, I was touching her hair, and I was saying, "You have really nice hair." And I, and I said, "Sorry, I'm playing with your hair. I'm, I apologize." You know. And uh, to make a long story short, she never came back again. And uh, I don't know if she dropped out of the class because of me, <laughs> or if she just dropped out of the class because she didn't need the class or whatever. But man, I felt like shit. And uh, I couldn't help thinking that I had embarrassed her or that I had somehow put her off. And um, I think it would have helped her to know that I grew up around African-American people, like, a lot, you know. Um, and does that give me a right to play with her hair? No, I wouldn't do that today. But like I said, I was young, and I was just this young, good-natured guy. And at the end of the day, I just... um I fucking reeled for the longest time thinking that I upset her or something. And I don't know. I just never saw her again. Frankly, I've never seen her ever again. It was at a big junior college. And so I never saw her again. And uh, I felt awful, appropriately so. Um, did I do something wrong? No, I don't think so. I, it may not have had anything to do with me. But what it taught me was is that when you look like me, a white guy, and, 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 and black people are used to being hated on or picked on or fucked with by white guys. Um, you know, it, it, clearly that is a horrible, awful thing, you know, you know, and I just do not understand racism. I never will. Uh, I, I've never been racist. I've never been a misogynist. I've always loved women. I've always loved people of every race. When I was in culinary school, I had such great friends of every race. I had Chinese friends that I adored. We had a, there was a friend of mine. His name was, uh, uh, his last name was Sue, T-S-I-U. And we used to call him Zoolander. And I used to, it, my pet name for him was Zoolander. And before too long, he, he liked it and he started calling himself Zoolander. It became his, um, funny, funny kind of, uh, nickname. And, um, my point is, is that, uh, gosh, man, uh, there, you know, I used, you know, that this was 2002, 2003. And, uh, since then, you know, it has been more and more sort of racism cropping up in our country. Uh, all, like the, the awful things that happened to, 
you know, well, I, I won't go into their names, but uh, you know the stories with the kid with the hoodie. And then just recently, a couple of years ago, those awful guys uh, killed that uh, African-American man who was running. And so my point is, is uh, I hate racism with a fiery passion. Uh, I cannot stand it. Uh, uh, and so when I talk about religion, do I have my own personal issues with religion today because of some of the cult-like mentalities and the overzealotry and sometimes the inaccuracy and the, the fallacious arguments, etc.? Yes, I do. But I am not hateful of Christians or Christianity. I am not hateful of Muslims. I am not hateful of any religion or any race for any reason, period. So at the end of the day, did I feel properly bad about, you know, touching her hair? Yeah, you know, live and learn. But um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I was just this young kid thinking he was being cute and uh, I put her off. Um, I might not have had anything to do with the reason why she never came back. And may- maybe I did. But at the end of the day, I learned my lesson. Uh, respect people's boundaries. Respect people's personal space, you know. So this is a perfect time to talk about my next thing on the list, which is make doing the right thing routine. It's not about being a goody two-shoes. It's about satisfying your own soul. You know, at the end of the day, I consider myself a Boy Scout and a soldier. I consider myself an agent of good. I consider myself a positive and cheerful person. Um, But do I get grumpy? Fuck yeah, I do. Do I get attitude from time to time? Sure. Have I been hateful in the past and have allowed anger to rule my life? Absolutely, I have. But the thing about life is that we learn from it and we must accept that others learn from it as well. So, you know, never assume that others aren't learning and growing too. It's easy to do. There's a lot of people out there not maturing not growing, not getting better, not improving. And maybe those people we need to excise from our life. But at the end of the day, make doing the right thing an everyday thing, an everyday routine. You know, it's all about uh, understanding your soul, what's in your soul, what's in your heart and soul. So if you have a good heart and a good soul, don't let that get obscured by uh, hateful thoughts. Don't let the greater message of your goodness be obscured by your frustrations. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I was on Facebook and I was always talking negative about this and that and the other thing. And um, while I used it and I always used the excuse of, well, my grandma taught me to give it to the universe. So this was my way of giving it to the universe. And while um, I'm fully free and justified to do that in any way I see fit, at the end of the day, um, it was giving me a bad reputation for being hateful or negative. And while I've told you not to care about what other people think of you, um, at the end of the day, you know, hold yourself to your own standard. And if you know that your frustration, your angers are getting in the way of people seeing the best about you and it's bothering you, then do something about it, you know? If not, then don't, you know? It's simple as that. But I really, as life moves on, as, as I gained experience, and I, I went from high school to uh, college and college to the Army and Army back to college and 
from college to trade school and trade school to culinary school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The point is, is that life, uh, we, we get better with time. And as a result, we can become our own agent in how we, uh, we're our own P- PR person. You know, we're our, we're our own, we're our own best advocate. We're our own PR advocate. And so at the end of the day, if you don't like the way people are judging you, you don't like the way people are uh, acting towards you, first ask yourself, am I giving them a reason to think uh, unkindly of me? Am I giving them a reason to hate me? Am I giving them a reason to think that I'm negative or hateful or something like that? And if the answer is yes, um, you know, if it matters to you, do something about it. You know, at the end of the day, we are our best, own best advocate of our own reputations. And if we want to change and make ourselves out to be the, the truly nice people that we are, then, uh, we have to really rein in our frustrations, rein in those knee jerk reactions. I'm the kind of person when I, <laughs> I stub my toe, I go, fuck. <laughs> or when I drop a piece of ice from the fridge, I go, God damn it. I say, God damn it a lot when I do things wrong. And, uh, I think it's gotten people in the house to think that I'm, I upset easily. But what it is, is just a knee jerk reaction. And I, I had to tell people, no, no, that's just how I react in the moment. I, I don't keep it longer than a second or two, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if I was truly concerned about my reputation for being angry or for being frustrated, um, you know, I got to give myself a, a personality makeover, a personality overhaul. If you want people to think of you as the nice person that you are, well, you know, do something about it. That's all. So I have written here, you guys, sleep comes from having a clear conscience and reconciling with our worries and regrets. People who tend to sleep the best are the people who uh, don't worry all the time about things. They don't worry. Uh, They have a clear conscience. And if you have a clear con, if you don't have a clear conscience, first of all, ask yourself, is it because of something you actually did or are you just a, a hyper worrier? Are, do you worry often that, um, you're a misunderstood? Your actions aren't clear. Do you feel like you're giving people the wrong impression of you? And so it's either a matter of changing those parts of us that we don't like in ourselves or it's from uh, developing a clear conscience by reconciling with the things that we can't control or, or don't wish to control because that's who we are. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I've been having sleep problems and such. And I ask myself, what is it, Brian? What do you think it is? Because I don't lose sleep over this podcast. As much as I worry about it from time to time, as much as I uh, struggle to grow this brand and grow the channel and grow the YouTube and grow the Patreon and everything else. Um, sure, I get concerned from time to time, but I never, ever lose sleep over the show. And that's because... Um, I've reconciled with you guys. I've reconciled with who I am. I have a pretty clear mission. I have a pretty good understanding of who I am. And I sleep good at night knowing that I'm doing the best job I know how to do. Does that make me perfect? No, but I've reconciled with that. I'm okay with it. And at the end of the day, I sleep good when it comes to the show. 
But at the end of the day, um, do I have other things that worry me? Absolutely. I worry about all kinds of things from Rebecca's struggles to, uh, you know, a family member who got in trouble, uh, et cetera, you know, but at the end of the day, I had to put those things to bed. I had to tell myself that has nothing to do with you. That was their choice, Brian. And at the end of the day, I sleep good at night because I make good choices and I, uh, I have become my own best advocate. And so at the end of the day, if there's just certain things that you can't seem to reconcile with, uh, just, you know, just those little nagging things in your craw, you know, uh, get them out. And uh, you will learn that once you've reconciled with all of those little inner demons, those inner toils, those inner conflicts, you will get better sleep once you come correct. And once you've arrived at a place of, I'm doing my best, you know, um, I know a lot of people who, um, they, they worry a lot about because of their religion, because of their spirituality, their Christianity or whatever it is. Uh, they're always worried about upsetting God. Oh my God, I'm sinning. Oh my God, I masturbated. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm having sexual thoughts, et cetera. Um, at the end of the day, you guys, if you're getting more worry out of your religion than you're getting uh, joy out of it. Be careful because at the end of the day, um, having sexuality is natural. Uh, having guilt and shame is natural, but we at the end of the day should not be ashamed for what we are. We're human beings. We're biological organisms. Sometimes we have to, we get impulses. Sometimes we have sexual thoughts. So long as we're not acting upon them inappropriately, have at it, Haas. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And so at the end of the day, we should not be ashamed of being human. There is nothing wrong with it. We are in inherently, naturally sexual beings. So long as we're expressing our sexuality in healthy way and legal, healthy ways, uh, there is nothing wrong with that. And you should sleep good knowing that. And so if you're worried about religious persecution or religious uh, your religion is uh, judging you or God is going to uh, scorn you. Uh, be, you know, that's one of my big problems with why I got out of religion is because uh, it was a time in my life I was having lots of angst and anxiety, lots of panic attacks. I was having panic disorder and uh, my religious, my religiosity was making me think I was feeling God, that I was feeling my grandparents in heaven, etc. But at the end of the day, when I look back on it, God, who puts themselves under so much uh, torment, you know, because at the end of the day, I wasn't doing anything to hurt anyone. You know, I was working two jobs. Uh, I was trying to be a good person. I was improving. And um, where I made mistakes, I corrected those behaviors, you know. So at the end of the day, uh, if there's certain behaviors in yourself that you can't stand in yourself, get rid of them. You know, there's certain language, certain words I used to use that I don't use anymore. Um, it's just certain things that you do, uh, not for others, but you do it for yourself because at the end of the day, you are the one that has to live with yourself. And so if you don't want to be grief stricken, you don't want to hurt over the way you are, change it and you'll feel better and you'll sleep better too. And so now I have here, keep the ones you love uh, closest to you, keep the ones you hate far away. I think that kind of goes without saying, but the, my, my point is, is yes, we have to set up boundaries with the world. We have to set up boundaries with friends. We have to set up boundaries, uh, because we don't 
you know, that's the problem with Facebook sometimes is Aunt Mabel and Grandma Betty and all these people are there and we're having, you know, fun with our friends on a Friday night talking about certain things. And all of a sudden, you know, Aunt Mabel chimes in. You're like, oh, that wasn't meant for her ears. So at the end of the day, social media is weird because it sort of smashes all of our worlds together. It smashes our private life with our personal life and our family life with our friend life and our our sexy life with our goody two-shoe life. And so at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's it's tumultuous at best, you know. But at the end of the day, just keep the ones you love close to your heart. You know, be guided by your heart. Be guided by your joy. Be guided by the people that you love the most. You know, I'm not a perfect person. I've made mistakes in the past. I've made a lot of mistakes in the past, but I haven't sinned. I haven't made any irreconcilable changes, uh, mistakes that I couldn't undo. And so uh, whatever you've done in the past to fuck someone over or to make mistakes or to, uh, you know, harm somebody or something, uh, you got to put it to rest and say, well, I learned my lesson from that and I'm no longer doing that thing anymore, whatever that happens to be. Because you could spend your whole life guilt stricken. You could feel your whole feel your whole life shame and guilt but at the end of the day it doesn't do anybody good it doesn't do you good it doesn't do the world good and it doesn't do god or your god or your religion any good if you're freaking out all the time about something you did wrong put it to bed right the fuck now and just change the behavior whatever you think it is and you know i think a lot of christians get um they they worry about their sexuality they you know but so long as the the thing that you're thinking is natural and normal uh there is nothing wrong inherently with nudity there is nothing inherently wrong with sexuality having impulses to to have sexual thoughts and feelings is perfectly natural and religion sometimes not always uh teaches us to be ashamed of those things and so uh, i call it judeo-christian guilt and shame um there is a lot of uh, judeo-christian guilt and shame in our society as a whole and so one of the things we have to do is be very open and honest about who we are what we are and uh if there is a behavior or something about you that is off that you don't like about yourself change it but at the end of the day if it's not hurting anyone and it's not um, deviant behavior, uh, you got to let it slide, brother. You have room to grow and to change. And if you've done and you've taken the steps to change, you got to put that shit to bed and don't let it fester. Because at the end of the day, guilt and shame can take over your life. It really can. And uh, you can spend your whole life anxious, guilt-ridden, full of shame about something that, you know, might not be anything at all. Sexuality is natural, you guys, so you will have to allow yourself to be a sexual being. Even if you don't know how to, you must realize at the end of the day, it is natural. So I have so many things left on this list, so I'm going to try to get through these uh, in 10 minutes. Uh, I got here, stay away from chaos, conflict, and chaotic people. Uh, That just, you know, self-evident. Stay away from chaos. If you sense chaos... Chaos is a combination of um, of lacking control, 
lacking discipline, and perhaps lacking in mental stability. So if you get a bad vibe, a chaotic vibe from someone or something, stay away from it, okay? So stay away from chaos. Chaos is bad for everyone, including that person. Uh, have patience with yourself and others. Self-evident, have patience. You are a work in progress. Others are a work in progress. So let that be the the case. Let people grow in their own natural time. If you can't, if you don't have time to make for every person, uh, you know, let them grow without you. You know, um, don't get offended. Don't get triggered. I have written here, self-evident. I did an entire episode on how not to get triggered. If you know that things make you offended easily, if you get politically triggered easily, um, try to find ways to not do that. People get so fucking butthurt in this society now over everything. And while it's easy to do because there's so many jerkwads out there, there's so many people trespassing on our feelings, trespassing, psychically attacking us. Um, at the end of the day, um, don't let behaviors uh, offend you to the point where you get triggered all the time. Because at the end of the day, you should expect the unexpected. Know what people are, know what they aren't, and um, just know what your triggers are and be comfortable uh, with the human species being imperfect. And I have here, of course, learn to relax and enjoy. Learn to relax and enjoy things every day. Every day of your life, you should be enjoying something. Take, savor, savor your food, savor your meals, savor your friendships, savor, 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 whatever it is you're doing every day, a little bit. Uh, ignore the crazies. Have compassion for them if you can. Uh, Rebecca works at a grocery store. She deals with the general public. The general public, you guys, is crazy, crazy, crazy. And I hate using the word crazy because I am a mental health advocate. So I don't like to offend people who are going through mental health woes. But when I say crazy, I'm not talking about having a little bit of depression or a little bit of anxiety or having some bipolar mania or having a little bit of schizophrenia or something like that. When I say crazy, I mean not right. <laughs> people who uh, think their opinions uh, should be blasted out in public, <laughs> you know, uh, she, Rebecca deals with all these crazies that think that saying inappropriate shit all the time out in public is okay. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of what's wrong with like our, uh, right wing people, the Fox News viewers. Um, they take it, they take it as their personal mission to correct everything in society they think is wrong, except they have no fucking sensitivity for others. They have no concern for other people's feelings. And so at the end of the day, a lot of times what they're doing is they're assigning blame. They're assigning others as being the liberals or being whatever they hate. And they're assigning those people those things without really knowing whether or not that's the case or not. So at the end of the day, uh, stay in your own lane, mind your own fucking business. And if you don't have... Uh, a right to say something to someone, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> all right. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be craziness and people saying crazy stuff all the time. And if you don't get a handle on it now, you never will. And I have here, forget the past, enjoy the present, and don't worry about the future. You know, there's an old saying that says, um, you know, uh, depression is dwelling on the past Anxiety is dwelling on the future. I don't know. That seems like an oversimplification, but, um, but there is a utility in that. Uh, enjoy the present. Forgive and forget the past. The past is the past. 
Use the past to serve you well. Use the past for nostalgia. Use the past to to uh, think kindly of those who have passed. Think kindly of your pets who have passed. I have been getting over grief of my cats in the past couple of years. And uh, now what used to make me grief-stricken now gives me nothing but warmth and joy. When I look at the pictures on my Google display and my cats are always there, oh, it's just like they're there still with me and I love them so much. And that is what carries my life not the hate not the anger but the love and uh there's an old saying you know uh you know those who fail to prepare prepare to fail so at the end of the day if you if you worry about the future a lot just take the necessary steps you're gonna have to take a leap of faith from time to time but uh you know life's an educated guess do your best Make your best choices that you can. At the end of the day, there is no perfect strategy. There is no uh, instruction manual for life. So at the end of the day, if you're worried about the future, take the precautions and preparations that you can, and that might set your mind at ease. Next here, I have find comfort in whatever you can, wherever you can. And that's just kind of um, talking about appreciation. Try to appreciate everything that you can. Appreciate our differences. Appreciate our similarities. Appreciate the wor- that the world isn't 10 times worse than it is. It's easy to th- talk and think about how bad it's getting because sometimes it is getting bad. But uh, in doing so, sometimes we don't live our lives and we don't take joy and solace and comforts in the things that are going well, in the people that are acting right, in the, in the little celebration of life that is life and that, that j- bold, love and lust for life. So let that happen. Take comfort in whatever you can, whenever you can. And so I have respect yourself and the helpers, healers, and carers. All I mean by that is just respect yourself, have self-respect. And uh, if if people are putting out good content, never mind your petty differences. You may not agree with me on my uh, re- religious uh, point of view, but you know that I'm putting out good work. You know I'm trying to be a helper and a healer. So try to respect me and uh, respect anybody out there who's doing good work, who's positive, uh, Just and have self-respect. Respect yourself. Don't keep putting yourself down. Quit the uh, negative self-talk. Be, be good to yourself and others, and you will have a better life. That doesn't mean we don't get upset from time to time, but you know, uh, as often as we can, we try to relax and we try to enjoy. And that goes into don't seek perfection, but seek better than before. At the end of the day, we're always seeking to get perfect. We, we want the perfect workout. We want to eat perfect. We want to live perfect. You know, I'm an OCD kind of guy. My house has to look perfect. And uh, Rebecca, she's an agent of chaos. Chaotic good, but chaos nonetheless. And she leaves things scattered about. And so I'm always having to clean up and stuff. But I've gotten used to a certain amount of imperfection. A certain amount of chaos is a good thing. Because if you allow yourself to derail at every inconvenience, every imperfection, uh, you're not going to allow yourself to appreciate the good enough. You know what I'm saying? Happiness is a state of being, not a state of where you are or what you have. I know it goes without saying, but at the end of the day, happiness is a state of mind. So, um, you know, take comfort in what you can. Be proud of what, where you live. Be, you know, you may not love it. You, it, you know, er, nothing is perfect. Every, everything is going kind of crazy, topsy-turvy these days. But take uh, joy in 
and pride in yourself and pride in where you live. And if you don't like your job, that's okay. But take pride in your personal work and your personal work ethic. I promise you it will uh, improve your life exponentially. Uh, prepare for life's gut punches. That just means if you know your parents are getting older, you know that we're all going to die someday. That doesn't mean dwell on it. That doesn't mean think about it all the time. It just means prepare your life financially and emotionally for the in- inevitabilities of life. And uh, so that when it happens, it's still going to be traumatic and still going to hurt you, but it won't tear you apart because you thought about it. You live in reality. You thought about it. You're prepared for it. And when it happens, uh, you're, you're a little less likely to unravel. You're a little less likely to let it uh, make you fall apart at the seams. Now, you know, what they say about life is life's what ha- is happening when we're making plans. So at the end of the day, you know, the reason why pe- soldiers in the army train is so that when they're put in a situation that they can't control, their training takes over. And so try to train your mind, train your, train your body, train your life in such a way where, uh, the training can take over the training of positivity, the training that you understand objective reality. You know that life is temporary. You know it doesn't last forever. So just be prepared for the worst, but hope for the best. You know, I mean, there's no perfect solution, but we do have to sort of take agency over our thoughts and over our life and realize that, you know, one day all of this is going to be gone and we really must appreciate it right now. And I said this before, don't get triggered. Learn how to calm yourself down. Learn how to soothe yourself. Learn to calm. Learn to stay calm. Learn to live calm. You know, I get anxious and nervous a lot out in public. I get anxious and nervous around people I don't know well. And uh, But I've learned to uh, master my emotions, master my feelings, and master my sense of calm so that I don't allow the things that worry me to worry me quite so much. Um, a lot of it has to do with immersion therapy. Um, get used to the things that you're not used to. Uh, you know, it's kind of like if you don't like spiders, you know, spend a day with spiders and see if it helps. You know, um, my point is, as silly as that sounds, is that whatever it is that's bothering you, um, get around it more often and you might just find that Uh, Not only are you not afraid of it, but you might find a newfound appreciation for it as well. But staying calm not only has its health benefits, but it also has its spiritual benefits as well. So if you can learn to stay calm and not spaz out, not get upset and uptight all the time, you're going to be a much happier person for that. And I have to tell myself that all the time because I'm a I'm a reactor boy. What? Dang right? (laughs) So at the end of the day, I've learned to manage my emotions. Especially for empaths, especially for uh, introverts, alone time and recentering. Make time for alone time. If you can't because you live somewhere in a situation where you can't be alone all the time, at least have downtime for centering. Um, When you're out and about too much, when you're at work too much, when you're out in public too much, you will get out of sorts. Uh, you know, I, I, Rebecca's that way. I'm that way. I, I had an ex-girlfriend who was that way where she's like, I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't be around you today. I'm like, I get it. Okay. Could have been a little less harsh about it, but I get it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, allow yourself to have mental health days, mental health, recentering, recuperating days, healing days, you know, whatever you have to do. And that goes into nature, animals and earth. 
uh, nature, animals, and earth, I believe, is the most grounding, centering thing on earth. There's a technique called grounding where you uh, go outside and you're touching the earth with your bare feet. That's called grounding. Um, it is said to release the negative energy from yourself and to take, absorb the positive healing uh, vibes and energy from the earth. Whether or not that's psychosomatic or not, I don't know, but it works, you guys. It really does. Um, and so I love animals. I love the earth. Uh, just, you know, Get away from technology if technology is ruling your life. Technology is fun. Technology is cool. Um, you know, I, I love Iron Man. I love tech. I love watching movies about technology. But at the end of the day, if technology, I don't know, when I, when there's too much technology in my life, it starts to take away from the humanity a little bit. So uh, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll just not touch my phone all day or I won't turn on the TV all day, or instead of reading an ebook, I'll read a paper book. So things like that. Anything you can do to step back and get back to the basics is really has a healing, uh, you know, a healing effect on your soul and, and on your psyche as well. I can't believe I wrote so much, but because uh, I was prepping for the show and I was like, oh, I'll go over this. But I should know that I'm going to elaborate on all this. And I wrote way too much, but I'm going to go over these quickly because they're important. Except that everything is temporary. Uh, that goes for people, friendships, etc. cetera. Uh, at the end of the day, um, I've had falling outs. I There's a particular falling out that I'm still having trouble with uh, because I absolutely loved her. And it was a gut punch when I lost her. Uh, that being said, I did nothing wrong. I know I did nothing wrong. I know Rebecca did nothing wrong. Uh, it has to do with her and her growth or lack of growth. Some people just grow out of things. They grow out of each other. And so you have to allow for that to happen. And it's, it's hurtful, but uh, just acknowledge that life is temporary and that um, if we're not filling our life with new things, uh, we're going to always be longing for the old things. So make sure you're putting new things in place for those old things that you miss. Acknowledge people's struggles. Treat people according to their character and how much they value you. In other words, uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Um, acknowledge people and their struggles. You know, people are human. People are flawed. So acknowledge when they're hurting, acknowledge their struggles, treat people like human beings, uh, and they will be more likely to treat you with humanity and dignity as well. Um, uh, treat people according to their character and how much they value you. If they value you and, and maybe you don't pay them as much attention or uh, homage to them as they do to you, maybe there's a little bit of non-reciprocity there. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be rude or mean to them. Uh, maybe they have strong feelings for you and your feelings are less strong for them. Um, but acknowledge that they're they're good to you. Acknowledge their feelings and uh, be good to that person because one day you might need them. Life is short. Love heartily, laugh often, and forgive quickly. I think I talked about forgiving quickly, but life is short, you guys. Live each life, live your life like like each day is going to be your last. Now, that doesn't mean we should go skydiving naked or anything crazy like that. It doesn't have to be necessarily a bucket list thing. That's just a rule of thumb to live our life uh, with w enjoying and appreciating and savoring each moment. Create those Kodak moments. Create those special little moments between you and your uh, spouse or you and your uh, lover or you and your friends. Uh, create those little moments that, that 
really because life is a series of moments and those moments uh, are, are really what make up our memories. And that is the best way to have a good life is when you have a lot of little moments in life that you can look up back on and very little regret. That's what it's all about. But the more you uh, fill and insert your heart into life, uh, the more you're going to get out of life, the more you're going to get out of each moment. And I think you guys know that. I have uh, written here, shrug off the small stuff. You guys, we get so bogged down by petty differences, uh, petty insecurities. Um, all our little petty differences, our political differences, etc. cetera. Um, shrug those things off. Life is short, you guys. You really don't want to stay bogged down and in the weeds because of our little differences. At the end of the day, some people are just different. Some people are hostile. Some people aren't going to grow. Some people aren't where you are. And so if you're having trouble with certain people, uh, just realize that, you know, it is what it is and shrug it off because at the end of the day, it might be something they need to work on. And, uh, you know, uh, less is more in some cases, you know? And so that brings me to don't be afraid of change. Let the future come and accept change and make good changes where you can. Uh, we're all terrified of change because oftentimes, we think of change as always being bad because it, it makes us have to let go of things we used to love or used to be. And um, at the end of the day, uh, so long as you have a strong moral center, a, a strong personality and strong understanding of who you are, you're never going to get lost. You're never going to lose your moral core. You're never going to lose your moral compass. So don't be afraid of change, um, but try to make the right changes. Manipulate life in such a way where you're slowly but surely sloughing off the stuff you don't need and slowly acquiring the things that you do need. It's I know it's easier said than done, but that is what I try to do. I said it before, but don't let technology rule you. Um, human beings are biology. We are um, matter and energy, and uh, technology can can make our life easier and better in a lot of ways, but it can also uh, make life feel more shallow, make life feel less meaningful. It can often rule our lives. So don't let technology rule you. Technology is there to serve us, not the other way around. So don't let technology get in the way of all those deep, meaningful moments, all those deep, meaningful feelings. If, if, if your cell phone and social media and all your technological things are making you feel disconnected from something deeper and more spiritual and more meaningful, uh, you might need to go ground. You might need to go back and revisit the earth, go for a walk, go for a hike, re get back to nature or, uh, Go, you know, go, go to the zoo or go to a, I'd prefer that they're not caged animals, but if you can go somewhere where you can go be with animals, that's a good thing. I have here uh, spontaneity. Learn how to go with the flow. Wing it from time to time. Uh, most of the time I come here fairly prepared. Uh, I go over and I write my show notes, but at the end of the day, I let come out what comes out from my heart. Because at the end of the day, it's not important what I have written down. What's important is what is in my heart. And so if, if I think spontaneity is something that we all need in our life, we all kind of get stuck in our routines. And while routine can be really good for uh, our daily routine or daily life in order to develop discipline and good habits, uh, don't let those things rule you. At the end of the day, be spontaneous. Uh, say and do things that are unexpected, but in a good way, you know? 
accept your station in life unless it motivates you to get better. Uh, it, it gets ex- exceedingly easy these days to feel like you're not good enough, that y- your house isn't good enough, that, oh, I'm renting and I don't own a house and there's all these people around me that are successful and all that stuff. Uh, don't worry about what other people are doing. I'll go on Facebook and I'll see somebody's breaking ground on their second fucking home. I'm like, Jesus Christ, where are they getting all this money at? You know, and uh, it'll make you feel bad. And um, but you know what? Live and ex- accept your station in life. You are a work in progress. You're growing. You're getting there. And you may or may not ever get there. But if you worry about it all the time, if you're always feeling sad or ashamed of it, you're never going to enjoy what you have. And so just appreciate your station in life, no matter what it is or where it is. And if uh, you don't like your station in life and you want to improve it, use it as fuel to improve your life. Use it as a motivational tool, but never be ashamed. Never be ashamed of your job. Never be ashamed of who you are. Never be ashamed of your roots or where you come from. At the end of the day, you're meant to be that way. And uh, it's their problem, not yours. I think I said this a little bit before, but everyone's got advice. Take advice where you can. And when you can, just nod, smile, and do your own thing. That comes from a Robert Downey Jr. meme where he's like, yeah, everybody's telling me how to do stuff. And I just, I nod and smile and I go do my own thing. (laughs) So at the end of the day, um, understand that people are giving you advice because people want to feel validated. People want to feel important. People want to feel uh, smart. They want to feel helpful. So at the end of the day, if you can take someone else's advice, great. That's perfect. All this stuff I'm telling you, I hope it's useful. I hope it's helping you. If it isn't, eh, in one ear and out the other, you do you, man. If you know what you're doing, hey, be confident in that. That's okay. Um, but just to try to understand that when people, if you can't take other people's advice because it's it, it's it's more complicated than that or they don't understand the situation right or whatever, just nod, smile. Do your own thing. You do you. Don't worry about it. I think most people are just trying to help. Make your life easier where you can. Organize and prioritize. At the end of the day, you know, there's an old silly saying that goes uh, that cleanliness is next to godliness. Now, I don't necessarily believe that. But I do believe that uh, organized people are essentially uh, more productive than people who are not. You know, and there's all these memes and stuff about how messy people are smarter and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily believe that to be true. Um, I, I do believe that there is an inherent, uh, messy people have a tendency to be more creative and, 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 uh, cleaner people tend to be more analytical, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I'm one part artist and one part, uh, analyst, you know, so, uh, I try to be strong as an artist and a creative person, but I also try to be analytical and logical where I can too. So don't, you know, don't be ashamed if you're not a real analytical thinker. Maybe you're an abstract thinker. Uh, don't be ashamed of that. Just know that, you know, uh, maybe you could work on your analytics and, uh, you know, creative people could probably work on being a little bit more logical, sensible, rational, etc. But I do believe when you start getting your life in order, when you start getting your ducks in a row and you start getting, you know, clean up your closet, clean up your room, uh, clean, you know, get organized. You know, when you do that, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. And then once you do it, you never have to clean your room again. You can just sort of pick up 
as needed. That's what I do. I never let my room truly get messy. I always clean as I go. And that way, uh, when it comes time to clean, I don't have to worry about all this chaos. I can just go, oh, it just needs this, this, and this. Done. And uh, as I've become more organized and I prioritize my thoughts, I prioritize my responsibilities, uh, I've become more productive. And as I've become more productive, I've become more uh, just at ease, more calm, more relaxed. Uh, There is a a very real thing people get out of productivity. Um, When you've, it's like yesterday. Yesterday, I I, uh, cleaned the bathroom. I cleaned the cat box. I uh, clipped my nails. I trimmed my mustache. I did all these things. I did all the laundry, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I felt good for doing it. And today, I woke up with a clean house, didn't have to worry about my laundry, and it allowed me to think about other things. I was able to think about the show. I was able to think about other things. And so uh, there really is a virtue in staying organized because at the end of the day, um, you know, you're going to get more done and you're going to feel better. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean you shouldn't allow a little bit of imperfection and chaos. Don't let you know, messiness rule, you know, don't let messy people or don't let imperfection rule your life. Uh, don't let those things derail you. But uh, a little bit of mess is okay. A little bit of clutter is okay. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, I do believe that staying organized, staying on top of things is the way to go. You're going to feel more functional. You're going to get more done and you're going to grow as a person. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are down to our last six Uh, Without further ado, don't burn bridges and don't give people or the world a reason for you to keep looking over your shoulder. In other words, if you're mean to people, if you're rude to people, if you're cruel to people, it might be fun and interesting in the moment. You gave somebody, yeah, ha, 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 motherfucker, I I showed you. Um, But if it it causes you to look behind your back all the time, uh, you know, it, it might not be a good thing. And so just be careful that you don't burn bridges with friends, that you don't burn bridges with um, especially employers. Uh, you might need their uh, good word later on. Uh, and, and, and really, when you uh, come correct and, and you don't yell at people, you don't scream at people, you don't mistreat people, you have less reason to think you're building an enemies list. You have less reason to look behind your back because the majority of people like you. Um, on this show, do I get a little snarky from time to time? Do I talk a little shit from time to time? Sure, of course. But I sleep good because I know I'm not upsetting everybody. You know, if I was constantly saying controversial things, if I was always saying hateful or hurtful things, uh, I would be leaving a wreck, a havoc of bad um, uh, psychic energy out there. And that is how you burn bridges. That's how you make enemies. And that's how you don't live with a clear conscience. So if you need to say what you need to say sometimes to someone to get it off your chest, to to make amends or to clear the air, uh, there's 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 nothing wrong with that to an extent, but also realize that uh, you don't want to constantly live your life looking back at your six, wondering if someone's uh, eyeballing you, trying to hurt you. You know, keep your uh, friends close and your friends and your enemies closer. You know what I mean? Okay, and we actually have fewer than that because I have be above the influence. I, I said that before. Uh, don't let people talk you into doing things you don't want to do. Don't 
talk, let people talk you into drugs and alcohol if that's not who you are. Uh, live to the beat of your own drum, but uh, be above the influence. Uh, make life as easy where you can and hard where you should. And what I mean by that is um, if you can make your life easier in any way, uh, the little mundane tasks, all the little things that, that make life cumbersome and hard. Uh, if you can make your life a little bit easier by automating things, we have Google devices all over here. I don't, I haven't touched a fucking lamp in years, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's, it, it hasn't complicated my life. Thankfully, it's actually made my life a little bit easier and it frees up my mind. I, I always rely on the Google calendar. So I'm not forgetting things. I'm not forgetting when bills are due, et cetera. Um, allow your mind to, uh, you know, allow technology to, to, uh, think of the things that we don't want to think about all the time. So it frees up your mind to think about the important stuff, you know, and, and, uh, making life easy where you can, you know, it's very simple. Just, you know, keep it simple, stupid. You know, the old KISS acronym, keep it simple, stupid. If you're overcomplicating things, chances are it's not going to work out. And so keep it simple. And uh, when, when I say make life hard where you should, that just means don't cut corners. Um, not everything is meant to be easy. Sometimes challenge is good. Too much challenge could be a sign of an oppressive or regressive or tyrannical system, and that's what we fight. We're fighting against unnecessary hardships, but a little bit of hardship is good. A little bit of resistance is good. Resistance training makes your muscles strong. Uh, uh, Challenging your mind uh, allows your mind to get better and more agile. And so if you need a little bit of challenge in your life, create the right ratio of challenge to ease. Uh, you, the, the things that should be mundane and easy, uh, keep them easy and the things where you need challenge so that it stimulates your mind, it stimulates your passion, it helps you grow and get better. Uh, don't cheat yourself. Don't cut corners. Uh, do things that, uh, the hard way when there is a lesson to be learned there. There is a virtue in hardship when we do things the right way, you know? Surround yourself with nice things, you guys. You know, that doesn't mean you you have to have the richest and the best of everything. That doesn't mean you have to be an elitist. It doesn't have to mean you have to be a snob. But if you like nice things, you know, surround yourself with comfortable, nice things. You are allowed to have nice clothes. You are allowed to have comfortable things. You know, when the pandemic hit, uh, you know, it, it kind of screwed up everything. And then uh, we started getting those pandemic checks. And uh, we used that as an opportunity to better our life. We got uh, a brand new purple mattress. Uh, it helps us because we have a cat. We were at one point in our life, we were sleeping with two cats and ourselves. And man, we had no room for anything. But now we only have one cat and we have uh, much more space. And uh, not only that, uh, the purple mattress, it just... It's great for older folks. It's it's comforting and cradling. You got that purple grid. Um, I don't regret that one bit. And it was expensive too, but you know, it was worth it. It was an investment into our future. You know, because at the end of the day, you guys, you know, I surround myself with nice things. We're not wealthy by any stretch, but when I can afford it, I I, I better my station in life. I upgrade my TV or I upgrade my computer or I upgrade whatever it, I need uh, to help me stay sane or to help me stay productive or to keep me comfortable or happy, I do it. 
Um, you know, there is such thing as too much of a good thing. You don't need to become spoiled uh, or entitled. But at the end of the day, um, in in this world today, nobody should be so poor that they're going without. So if you can get to a point where you can surround yourself with nice things, do it, man, because it's going to make your life more comfortable. It's going to make your uh, healing more comfortable. You're going to be surrounded with things that you like and, and enjoy. And, uh, you know, I mean, our bedroom looks like a 10-year-old's. We've got you know, as you guys have probably seen on Instagram, I've got Iron Man and Batman and Guardians of the Galaxy and all kinds of starships around me. Um, but it helps. It helps me feel good about being alive. I, lo- I love nerding and geeking out. That's that's my greatest joy in life. And so that uh, that goes into comfort is king, but get out of complacency. Um, there is a fine line between comfort and complacency. Comfort is where you feel good, you feel at ease, you feel, um, what's the word? You feel lucid, you feel motivated, you feel like you're in your lane, you're in your zone. Um, uh, comfort is good, but get out of the habit of complacency. Complacency is where things get so comfortable that you forgot how to continue pushing yourself. So allow yourself to push where you can and uh, to grow where you can and to support the things that you know you should support. Don't get so broken down. Don't get so defeated that you stop helping others, that you stop being a good person or a nice person. Uh, if you can uh, financially or or uh, just simply helping another person in some way that's less, uh, you know, that has less than you, uh, you should do that. It feels good. It's the right thing to do. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, like I said on uh, our, one of the last episodes, um, we're trying to be advocates for people with mental health woes. We're trying to become advocates to help raise the standard of life for regular working people, regular average folks, people with imperfect bodies, imperfect uh, lives. Uh, we're here as a resource and we advocate and push uh, for better, more sustainable and better outcomes and a more free and more joyous life and more robust healing and, and health so that you don't have to. In other words, we advocate, we're full-time advocacy people so that you don't have to. And so if you care about the, the regular struggling people in the world, uh, help us, support us. You might get a, some good karma out of it. You might feel good about it. And, uh, you know, uh, we are here uh, really honestly and earnestly as a resource, and this resource will continue to grow uh, so long as uh, we get sponsors and so long as the channel and the mission begins and the brand begins to get bigger. Uh, we are here to be that full-time resource, and uh, the sky is the limit. Do I get down and discouraged from time to time? Sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are here to, to grow and uh you know, ever since I motivated myself and, and, and told myself, don't ever go backwards, only go forwards. Uh, the, the, the channel and the popularity has only risen. It has only gotten better. So, uh, think big thoughts. Uh, you know, the bigger the thoughts you have, 
the the more worldly you become, uh, the more uh, you become uh, evolved. And the more evolved you become, the less petty you get, the less you worry about petty people and petty problems. And at the end of the day, when you keep your mind right and you keep your mind high, and I don't mean stoned, I mean just high up, uh, the, the, the more high up you are going to feel and the more you are going to live a life of abundance, live a life of, 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 uh, bounty, you know? And so the last thing I have, and it's kind of a joke, but not really, is, um, probiotics. <laughs> uh, you guys, probiotics, they are finding, and when I say they, I mean the scientists, probiotics, you, everybody, especially over 40, but everybody should be taking a daily probiotic. I know sometimes they can be expensive and you got to find the right ones. Do your research. But at the end of the day, gut health is akin to life health. Um, when you, you know, because they're starting to think now that they're starting to call your gut your second brain because you actually have better memory, a better uh, cognitive processes when you have good gut health. Improper Gut health creates a, a cascade effect on all of these imbalances on your body. And so if you can keep your gut health up, you are going to be ship shape. And so um, at the end of the day, that's what all of this is about. This is just my two cent, my advice, my two cents for what it is worth. Um, but really, it's all about maintaining balance maintaining joy, maintaining positivity. Um, um, you know, allow yourself to get it off your chest like we did on the last episode, but then move forward. Don't stay angry. Don't stay hateful. Don't stay frustrated. Use it. Uh, use it as a lesson and get better. Keep improving, but keep your life in balance. Keep your exercise in balance. We cannot exist after 40, and especially after 50, we cannot live a, a, a healthy life being sedentary all the time. That is a no-no, you guys. So my last advice is take a daily probiotic and get a cardiovascular exercise three times per week for at least 20 to 30 minutes. Get your heart rate up. Exert yourself. Get a good sweat going at least two to three times per week. Um, and, and ideally, um, you know, check with your physician, of course, check your doctor if you have health problems. But at the end of the day, uh, anybody and everybody who is a physical being on this earth requires a little bit of strength training, a little bit of cardio, and a constant uh, just balance, recenter and balance and recalibrate every single day. And that's basically what I have for you guys. Um, so thank you so much for dealing with that. I had no idea I was going to go into the two-hour mark with this. I was looking to do an hour-long show. <laughs> but you know me, you know, I, uh, once I get on a tear, I get on a tear. But um, that's what I'm trying to be for you guys is I'm trying to be um, an influencer, a motivational speaker, a researcher, uh, we are here as a resource for empaths, for people with struggling mental health, for people with uh, the you know the the workaday life and the getting the blahs and getting the morbs. We are here as a positive resource. That doesn't mean that we're always positive. Sometimes we got to get a little bit real, but for the most part, we try very hard to keep it real and keep it within balance. And it's not to be spiteful. It's not to be hateful. It's just so that we can uh, address the, the unsustainable attitudes and the unsustainable things in our society and uh, to, to create 
you know, balance for regular folks. Because at the end of the day, we've got to advocate for each other, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Rogan is not going to help us. You know, uh, uh, that system out there is not going to help us. We've got to help each other. And we do that through an abundance of uh, kindness, an abundance of charity, and an abundance of thinking about best practices and the sustainability of our culture in these difficult times. Anyway, so... That's what we got for you. Thank you guys so very much. I love you. We're going to be back one more time for you guys. And uh, we uh, are here for you. If you want to uh, pitch into the cause, you can always pitch in at Chef Bright Comedy on Patreon or PayPal. And uh, if you want to continue the discussion with us or you want to uh, kind of hang out with us on social media, come on over to our Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at uh, Surviving Empathy Podcast. Rebecca's at uh, Spooky Nerdy Gal. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and Twitter at Chef Fry Comedy. Thank you guys so very much. We love you. We adore you. And thank you very, very much for your friendship and support. It means everything to us. I promise you. Thanks a lot, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.